Are you fed up with the gay dating scene? And are you exhausted trying to find a decent man through bars, clubs, and dating apps? Listen, I hear you. Dating in this day and age can be exhausting. But the truth is, your dream man is out there and he is waiting for you. My name is Frank Macri and I've mentored thousands of single gay men from around the world. So how do you attract lasting love no matter your age or appearance? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to Gay Dating Secrets. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I hope you're having a great day. I just booked Brandon and I tickets to go to Nashville, Tennessee. We've both never been there and we'll be going late January 2020. Very pumped about that. And I am also packing right now because I am heading off to Southern California tomorrow to see Byron Katie, who's one of my spiritual mentors. She is a phenomenal writer. She wrote the book Loving What Is. And I'll be going to see her do a full day event. So I can't wait to come back from that. And I probably will do a whole episode about some of the things I learn. But I want to focus on trust in today's episode. Trust is a huge topic that many single gay men struggle with. It's also a topic that gay men in relationships struggle with. I want you to think about who do you trust? Who are the people in your life that you trust? Why do you trust them? What causes you to trust those people? Is it something about what they've done for you? Is it about things that they haven't done to you? Now, I want you to consider this. Who do you find it hard to trust? Is it because of something they did to you? Something they said, an action they took? When you think about gay men as a whole, do you believe that most gay men have good intentions? Or do you find it hard to trust them? These are really important questions to consider because trust is a key component in our social lives as human beings, and it is so essential to have if you wanna be in a thriving relationship. You cannot have a lasting bond without having trust. Many people are unaware that they have challenges and blocks around trust. So some commonly heard phrases, some thoughts we have, that are a sign that trust is difficult is the thought, I can't let my guard down. It's hard to let people in. I wonder if this person's hiding something from me. I'm worried about opening up to this person because I think they'll hurt me. I'll get hurt if I open up to them. I worry that people are out to get me. These are all different thoughts and even things that might be said when there is an issue around trust. And in relationships, Brandon has actually told me in one of his past relationships, a former partner would constantly be checking Brandon's phone, was very clingy, kept Brandon on a tight leash. And it led, it was one of the reasons why their relationship ended. There was a lack of trust. 
Skepticism is also a sign of there being issue around trust. Being skeptical about other people and what their intentions are. Now, trust is a huge topic, and we're going to just take a chip at it in this episode. And I have other episodes in the future that will go into specific, uh, specific parts of trust. But for now, I want to start with why is trust such a challenge in the gay community? Well, for many gay men, their stories go something like this. They, they grew up and during their childhood, they love their parents. They trust their parents. And then when they are coming of age, when they perhaps come out as gay, their parents reject them and to some extremes leave them behind. So when gay men become adults, it becomes a lot harder to trust. And I'm not talking about trusting a stranger. I mean trusting the people we love, those that care about us, such as lovers, such as our life partners. So in essence, many gay men associate trust with fear. Mommy and daddy said they loved me, I trusted them, and then they rejected me. They left me. They judged me. So there's a subconscious association between trust and bad things happening. There's a thought that the people we trust will ultimately hurt us. So of course gay men struggle when it comes to trusting others. They can't be blamed for this because of their inner wounds. So at the root of trust is fear. Fear always comes from a past experience where we were hurt or betrayed. And any fear that you have around trust now is because of a pain that you experienced earlier in life. And I like to think of trust as trust is what happens when your desire for closeness and intimacy outweighs your fear of pain and betrayal. It's when your desire for closeness and intimacy outweighs the fear of pain and betrayal. Now, when there's an imbalance here, when there's more weight on fear, pain, betrayal, this takes a huge toll on dating and relationships. It causes you to fear trusting others. So you go into the dating world scared of new things, skeptical of new people, worried that they're going to lie to you, betray you, leave you, judge you. Even when good things can come your way, when incredible men and opportunities can come across your path, you might find yourself becoming skeptical or cynical. Now, skepticism is relationship repellent. I have never met a skeptical person that has been in a successful, happy relationship. In life, skepticism is damaging. So this fear around trust, it will imprison you if it's not addressed. Now, here's the thing. The fact is we need to trust in order to survive. The brain's preference is to be trusted and trustworthy. We, uh, we enjoy being trusted. It makes us feel good to be trusted. 
I love the Ernest Hemingway quote, the best way to find out if you can trust anybody is to trust them. I love that. There is no magical wand that you can wave around and suddenly allow yourself to trust again. The only way to trust is to grab hold of your fears and work through them. Now, it's totally normal to have fears, fears of rejection, fears of getting things wrong, fears of being laughed at, fears of being taken advantage of, fear of losing someone. The choice that you have is you can allow your fear and the idea that you're protecting yourself from pain to run your life. Or you can put on your big boy britches And decide that whatever happens, you trust that you'll be able to cope. By the way, I I didn't even know that big boy britches was an expression. Brandon told me that that is a real saying. So I decided I use it here because it felt appropriate. (laughs) Now, there's two choices that you have in life when it comes to trusting. I see it as an equation. You can stay closed and not learn which will equal staying stuck and not growing, which will equal living an empty life. Or you can stay open and learn, which equals you making mistakes and growing, which equals you having a fulfilling life. That's the equation of trust. So if you're wondering how can I open my heart to trusting. How can I trust other people, other men? I want to give you some different solutions. For people that think it's just inherently hard to trust others, to trust society, to trust the world, one fun thing to do is look for all the ways that you already trust. There are so many, I mean, there are a hundred things that happen in the day that require our trust, but we just don't even think about them anymore because our inherent and automatic response is to trust in those things. For example, when you flush the toilet, you trust that it will flush. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy, but it's true. When you hop on a bus, you trust that that bus will get you somewhere safely. When you are driving, you trust that all the other cars will obey traffic laws on the highway. When you, when you go to a restaurant, you order food, you trust that uh, you'll get the right food served to you. You trust that the food will be good quality, that it won't make you sick or ill. There are so many different ways that you trust. So start to see the hundreds of ways that you micro-trust throughout your day. And that'll start to open you up to how you're, you are already trusting in things. You are already a trustworthy person that trusts in so many things in your life. The next thing to do is trust what you have control of instead of trusting in things that are out of your control. This is powerful when it comes to other people. So instead of trusting, instead of saying, I trust that this man won't leave me, change that to, I trust that I will learn so much in this relationship. I trust that I will love full out in this relationship. I trust that I'll have fun in the dating process, no matter matter what happens. I trust that I'll grow as I continue to keep my heart open to meeting new men. 
I trust that life will give me exactly what I need to evolve to higher levels of consciousness. And I trust that I'll be ready for it. Do you hear the difference when you put trust in things you have control over versus things that you don't? This is about putting your trust in how you show up in your life, not in what others do to you. The most important thing you can do is trust yourself in the process of life. Trust that you will stay open to new people no matter what happens and trust that you'll cope when things don't go your way. Because the last thing you want to do is live life without trust. And when you start doing this, when you start putting your faith into trusting new things, trusting new people, you're going to eventually get hurt. Something will happen that'll hurt you. And one of the worst things that can happen is that when something bad happens, the the people in the world that are jaded, cynical, skeptical, they're going to jump in and go, see, look, men aren't trustworthy. You need to be more careful next time. You shouldn't trust others. These are such limiting thoughts. These thoughts become relationship repellents. So instead, when things don't go your way, when you get hurt, when something painful happens, acknowledge yourself for taking the risk and trust that you'll be able to cope and move on. And then the next thing you do is you move on. You keep your heart open. When it comes to making decisions... Every decision that we make comes with a degree of risk and trust. So when you're able to have the capacity to trust and know how to calm down your fears as you make decisions, that's where you become golden. And the way that you calm down your fears by when you make decisions is by making decisions. You make decisions things work out, you learn, you celebrate those things, and you do it all over again. You make decisions, mistakes happen, you learn from those mistakes, you do it all over again. You make a decision, reflect, you make a decision and reflect. The point is you keep trusting, you keep making decisions, you keep moving forward and staying open. One of my mentors said that when you listen to your heart and your gut instincts, If your heart is 51% into a decision, go all in. If your gut is 51% into something, go for it. Do not wait for your mind to get to 100% because it won't happen. Think about how this could transform things when it comes to meeting new men. If you're 51% into approaching someone, into asking someone out on a date, into doing something that might be scary to do because it requires so trust, just let yourself be at 51%. That's all you need to be at. And then the rest is about you going all in. The heart knows what the heart wants. So you can either follow that or you'll live in fear. Now, when you start doing this, your brain will go into a panic. That's reckless. That's crazy. Trusting all these people, making all these decisions. You're being reckless. That's the story that you're... Your fearful, animal, instinctive part of your brain is going to tell you. It's the lizard brain that is coming up. It's part of the game of trusting. You cannot trust and not have fear show up. So fear doesn't mean that you stay away and resist. It means you lean in and keep going. It means you get to expand yourself and experience 
what life has to offer. Otherwise, you stay fearful. You stay small. Think about this now. When you play small, when you keep your guard up, what kind of relationships will you end up having? Who are you going to attract? You're more likely to attract short-term relationships. Because once any part of the relationship comes up that requires trust, you'll back away. So when you'll attract men that aren't serious, that aren't looking for long-term committed relationships because you aren't allowing yourself the capacity for anything more. The men that you attract is a reflection of the energy you're putting out. Any long-term committed relationship requires trust. It is not an optional nice thing to have. It is a requirement. Are you starting to see how this works? I, I think it'd be really fun if you played a game with this idea of trust. I want you to notice as you're going about your day-to-day life in the next week, notice your initial reaction to people that show interest in you. Do you feel a wall go up? Does a guard go up for you? Are you thinking in the back of your mind, what's the catch? What are they lying about? What do they want from me? What are they hiding? Stop that thinking pattern in its tracks because it does not serve you. A lot of people think, oh, well, my, my skepticism is, is me being wise. It's keeping me safe. It might be keeping you safe, but it's also keeping you small. And I believe that if you want to live a full, exciting life, deep, intimate relationships, then it will require the suspension of safety, knowing that you will be able to get through anything that comes your way. Believe in yourself and your ability to cope. So a lot of people, a lot of people have thoughts, a lot of gay men have thoughts that men are just hard to trust. It's hard to trust men. Have space for something else to be true. Is it really true that all men are hard to trust? What if instead you could believe that there are so many trustworthy men out there and that men have good intentions? What if you could believe in Trusting yourself and staying open to new possibilities, staying open to new men, new relationships. Now, a concern people often have with this is, well, someone broke my trust in the past, so it's hard for me to trust again. The goal here is to release the weight the past is having on you. And you can do this by saying, even though blank happened, blank is that bad thing that happened to you in the past, I still allow myself to trust new people and new possibilities. Even though blank happened, I still allow myself to trust in new people and new possibilities. Now, every person on the planet can point to an experience in their past where someone hurt them. But it is not fair for you to let your past experiences define your future ones. Another big question that people have around this is, What if one person broke my trust? Should I leave them? Well, this is a really fascinating topic, and I'm going to do an entire extra episode on on this. Because one action does not eliminate all trust. 
Trust is a dynamic process. It's not something that is either on or off. A lot of people think saying I trust you is like you're magically turning on this switch and then you no longer have to worry about trust again. Trust is a dynamic process. It's something that you work on daily in relationships. So it's important to stay open, to stay curious, and to notice how your fears show up when you feel that your trust is broken. Because if you are triggered when someone breaks your trust and you let your reaction guide your decisions, then you're choosing from a place of fear. Was a boundary, think about it. Like if someone did something that hurt you and you're like, oh my gosh, it's hard for me to trust you anymore. Well, was a boundary set ahead of time? Was this already something established with that person? Did they know that this would be something that would hurt you? Really ask yourself those questions and then think if you had two options in front of you, the fearful thing and the loving thing, what would the fearful part of you want to do? And then what would the loving part of you want to do? This is not about deciding whether to stay with someone or leave them. This is about knowing the intention behind the choices you make and then trusting that choice. Because sometimes the loving thing is to stay with that person. And sometimes the loving thing is to not be with that person. It's about knowing the intention behind your choices and not, and then trusting in those choices. What you don't want to do is say, my trust is broken, I'm out of here. The solution is to leave. Now, there's also this, this common phrase and thought people have, this belief that, well, people need to earn my trust before I trust them. Again, trust is something that's worked on daily. It's not, it's not a case of once you trust someone, you could sit back and breathe a sigh of relief. Like, oh, okay, now I have this trust here. Trust is something you work on on a daily basis. You communicate, you communicate about trust with your partner. You work through pains. Everyone has their bad days. Trust is not something that's earned. It's not a matter of I trust this man now or I never trust this person again. I mean, think about it. How silly would it be if you were dating someone and they for, they, you asked them to pick up eggs for you on their way home from work and they forgot to do it? Does that mean that you don't trust them ever again? You don't trust them again to do something for you? So trust is about knowing that People deep down have good intentions. Because when you go straight to mistrust, it's a sign that you're living out of a past negative experience instead of the current experience in front of you. And part of dating and getting closer and closer to someone is not just knowing how to recognize and create trust. It's knowing how to heal trust when something goes off. And the two most important things to do to heal trust are forgiveness and empathy. In order to keep trust from breaking down, you must be willing to forgive. Those who establish long-term trust-based relationships forgive. And they don't only forgive, they, em- they have empathy. You must be willing to take on the perspective of the other person. 
There's a reason that they're behaving the way they're behaving. And when you can lead with empathy and love instead of fear, skepticism, and judgment, it is amazing what will open up for you. So what will it take for you to be open enough to be vulnerable, to trust again? What's a belief you can have to keep your heart open to new possibilities, to new love? I believe it's possible for you. Take responsibility for your fears, change your relationship to those fears, and allow yourself to trust. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Oh my gosh, I got so fired up talking about this, and I can't wait to share more on this topic. So appreciate you tuning into this episode on trust, and remember, he's on his way. If you liked this podcast and you want to take your growth and transformation to the next level, I want to share with you my brand new podcast called Life Coaching Secrets. It's where you will learn the exact tools I use to become confident, attract quality men, and even create a successful business. Head over to the Life Coaching Secrets podcast to get started. I'll see you there.